Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This week, it's all about football's biggest stage. Here comes pressure, and they've gotten to him. The ball is out in the end zone, and it's recovered by Malik Jackson for the touchdown. This is a Super Week edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, Attorneys at Law. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen, online at warrenallen.com. Super Week with Isaac and Sue on 1080. Woo, baby, it feels good, man. The Fan. Ahoy there, and happy Super Bowl week to you, all you Portland residents and surrounding areas. Uh, Rob out today. He's still uh, down in Vegas. Uh, He's probably back. Rob does the, he comes back and then takes the extra day. He has that buffer day. So smart. Well, since it's Super Bowl week, and we're talking a lot of football, and we have no Rob, I decided to go with an O-line edition of Primetime, and the alarmingly skinny Will Ortner uh, will join me today for a Super Bowl edition of, I guess, kind of an O-lineman thing, but you don't look like much like an O-lineman anymore. You might be my favorite person because that's the first time anyone's ever called me skinny. Because that's never once happened. I had a guy at the old man at the gym today. He was telling me to stop losing weight. Yeah, you're getting alarmingly thin. You're doing that. Like, you're doing the, like, when when you get done playing, you go one of two ways as an O-lineman. You just get fat as hell. Yeah. Or you're like, all right, I, I got to do something about this. And you've gone so far the other way, it's it's getting a bit alarming. I'm 260, 260 pounds of twisted yeah. steel and sex appeal. What know. more it's, do you want it's, from me? It's getting weird now. I'm trying it's, to get it's, start, it's starting to look like you've got a parasite now. I don't have a parasite. I eat plenty of protein. I do be, all the things that TikTok people tell me to do. Only eat protein. Carbs are bad. Tom Brady, weird photos now. Yes, You're I am. Be posting thirst traps. Yes, I am. That's the whole reason I'm getting skinny. I want to post more pictures of me in my underwear. I swear to God that if I see you, me and Will work out at the same gym. If I see you taking gym like shirtless selfies, I'm kicking you right in the balls. <laughs> Because that's a that's a very you generation thing. I'm not doing that. Well, and I guess it's not a you generation thing because Tom Brady, Tom Brady was making the rounds today. Uh, he mm-hmm. was like doing the. I'm retired, and so like he was on with Colin because you know he's he, Fox is paying him like 37 million bucks a year, 37 million dollars a year, but he's going to start not this coming year, starting 2024. So he's kind of making the rounds today, but he posted some I don't even know why, but he posted some weird thirst trap of Brady, and he's in some high waisted Tom Cruise Top Gun panties, yeah, and he's like got his hand. Well, and that is why, sir, because he did a follow-up tweet right after said, you knew there was a follow-up, and there's a link to buy that underwear. It's called promotion. He's yeah. promoting. We should get some 1080 the fan boxers. I'll do it. I guess now, if, if we're going to do if we're gonna do underwear, I guess Will, the former O-lineman, That's, I guess like, you're... Me or Dusty. You're awful hairy, though. So are we doing 12? I'll shave. If we do like a calendar, are we doing 12 months of Ortner, or is it uh, 12 months of uh, a fan variety? Well, I would assume some sort of fan variety. We got a little something for everyone, a little licorice yeah. for the ladies. But <laughs> I, I, mean, I would assume Rust, like, Rust looks great right I'll now. tell you what. If you wanted to move some undies, you could do a lot worse than one Jeff Rust. Mm-hmm. And I would assume fresh haircut. Yeah, and I would stash. like to see Rust in maybe some like uh, some like briefs. Like I don't want to see Russ in the like in, in like in, like a boxer. No, I want some sort of high rise. I want him so, in a fireman outfit. Yeah, he looks like the perfect fireman. He'd be great. the The sad part is if we if we brought this up, like Sprague would jump all over this. Like we're joking about it, but Sprague it, it, Sprague will spearhead this. 
Because that man loves being shirtless. He's like that skinny dude that is like, what is it, 68 outside? I better take my shirt off. He's very pro-nudity. Yes. He wants his his shirt off at all times. And so he'll kind of spearhead this. Dusty is kind of a smooth little hairless cat. He'll have that going. And then the rest of us, it's just a a lot of mass. It's a lot of hairy mass. Well, look, we can all shave each other together. It'll be fine. We'll do a group shave. (laughs) I know you guys did that at BYU. Don't act like you didn't do that. Because we did it at Central, so don't act like that didn't happen. You had a group shave? Well, dude, you can't get your back. What are you supposed to do? Yeah. You don't want to be the hairy back guy at, like, 22. I think you just have – don't you have a lady for that? You shaved another man's back? Well, I can't say I've ever. I did sh- have a lady for that. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if I've ever. Now I had a friend of mine made. Hair. I had a friend of mine who would make freshmen wash his back, but that was more of like a prison dominant sort of thing. That's and terrifying. It was. He <laughs> that was, freaked me out. Well, he was a terrifying human being. He is the scariest dude that I ever played with. He just. They called him Big Swole, like when he was with the Raiders. Like he walked, like you know, you go into the NFL and there's always like that hazing thing. He mm-hmm. didn't get hazed. He looks like Brock Lesnar. He's a terrifying human being. And so immediately I was like, we're going to be best friends. And there was one day we were like doing like winter conditioning, like mat drills. Mm-hmm. And the best. Yeah. And he started jawing at me and I was like, oh, crap. And I didn't want to be like a, a candy ass. So I started giving it back to him and I was like, oh, crap. He's pissed. Mm-hmm. I was like, we're going to fight. And then you have to start being like, okay, just hold on. Hopefully it gets broken up. But you're trying not to back down. But inside, you know that you're about to get murdered. That was him. You got to do the Charles Barkley on Shaq, where you throw the first punch and then you duck and you try and tackle him to the ground. Yeah, you can't. A, you can't take him on head on. No, but he would. He would make freshmen. Uh, he would make freshmen wash him. It's, it's, I mean, look. It's. I'm not proud of what happened. I mean, it was a very prison esque environment, and so some of the freshmen would like run in. Because we had to like go outside and cut off all of our tape. You weren't allowed to take that into the locker room. So we had like this oh, spot okay. outside, mm-hmm. and you'd cut off all your tape, and you take off your cleats, and then you would walk in. And there was little cubbies there for you to do all that stuff. And so the freshmen would run in. The freshman lineman would run in and try to get out before he got into the locker room. Mm, and there was never works. No, there was nothing more disheartening. And some of them wouldn't even shower. It was bad. That's like gross. they would just leave. And there was nothing more disheartening than watching a freshman try to run out, get caught, forced to go back in the locker room, and then wash his back. Forced to de-robe, <laughs> go in back into the shower, and then loofah his back. It was really... It's just, thinking back on it, it's just so bad. It's hilarious, it is, But at it's the time, so funny. At the time, it's just... And I, I don't know in today's modern society if things have gotten better. I certainly hope they have. But back then, like, no one thought anything of it other than, you poor bastard. And then, you know, it's just, you worked your way up and then, you know. You just dealt with it. Yeah, you just you just dealt with it. But I, I can imagine that there are a handful of chubby middle-aged men right now that don't like to talk about the time that they were forced to get undressed and then go in the, the shower and wash Brock, a lesser Brock Lesnar's back. Well, look, I I never made anyone shave me, but I needed a shaving, and I asked the question, and it was reciprocated. Mm. So I I do want to say thank you to my old roommate, Oof. well, and his now uh, fiance. Yeah, both of them did. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not certain that I'm ready to. I'm not certain I'm ready to go down those roads. I mean, I like you. You're new to the station. I'm we, not asking you to Will's, shave my. Will's back. an up and coming sort of fella, but I, I'm not certain that we're. Like I'm, I'm too old to be shaving a, a back. You gotta find, you, you gotta, gotta like go. You. you gotta find like the younger, like you're like the youngest one. You gotta find someone below you. Yeah, that just so it's the can, next person that comes in, the, the next, next street yeah. team member. Yeah, the next street team member. Just be prepared. You may have to shave you Will Ortner's back. Only when I have to go on dates, though. That's the only time. <laughs> it's only like if I think I might have to take my shirt off. <laughs> so don't worry about it. It's not like an everyday thing. I'm not going to you like, hey, man, it's Tuesday. You better shave my back, and then mm. we'll go get tacos. Yeah, you, need, you need a woman. Although, you know, tacos. Hey, if you're buying tacos, you might get me for that. If yeah. I if I offer to buy you tacos, look, will I'll you just, shave my back? Look, if I'm shaving someone's back, there better be something reciprocal coming back. And uh, We can work something out. And so I would assume maybe some street tacos. Yeah, that might there do it. There you go. Street tacos, a beverage? Yeah. yeah. Can't go worse than yeah. that. A Modelo, a Special, and some street tacos? Yeah, we can make it happen. It is Super Bowl week. Uh, we will talk a lot about the game. Uh, we're going to head out to uh, Josh in just about five minutes or so. Well, we hope so. Josh has confirmed the time with us, but we don't have his phone number yet. Oh. So uh, he needs to send that back to us. And then 
then we will connect with Josh Tolentino of yeah. the Philadelphia Inquirer. Route to uh, the Philly Inquirer. At some point, we'll uh, we'll check in with someone from Kansas City. Maybe uh, tomorrow or the next day after that. Give a little look-see at what's going on on the ground as uh, we actually get ready to play the game. Also, Dave Deckard of Blazers Edge. He'll join us at 4 o'clock today. We'll talk a little uh, NBA trade deadline stuff. Obviously, the Kyrie News thing, uh, the Kyrie Irving trade has kind of become the predominant uh, news story in the NBA. Also, LeBron. Plenty of stuff to get into there. Maybe some hot Pro Bowl talk. We'll do in the news, stock watch, all that fun stuff. And then in the 5 o'clock hour, we may actually get into maybe some X's and O's of the Super Bowl. Because I do think that, you know, besides the fact that, hey, did you know that two Kelsey brothers are playing in the Super Bowl? I think this I is, had no idea. I think this is actually a fairly intriguing matchup. Like, all year, I, I thought Philly is the dominant team. But I do think there's something to be said for when you look at this. And I kind of spent the weekend and, you know, that first week leading to the Super Bowl, I don't do too much of a dive into it. You know, kind of do that 30,000 foot view. But as you get a little bit closer to this weekend, you start doing a little more digging into this. You try to do a little more research into it. And kind of the, one of the things that jumps out at me is, is Philly has been dominant all year long. So take nothing away from them. But when you look at Philadelphia, they played the 28th easiest schedule in the NFL. They didn't really do anything for the last month of the season because they were on cruise control and they had some injuries with Gardner Minshew, and so it didn't mm-hmm. end well. And then you had the bye week, and then you got the absolute layup that is the Giants, who physically just can't compete with them. And then they had the game against San Francisco that we thought was going to be a heavyweight slugfest, and it turned out that San Francisco didn't have a quarterback. So really, when you look through you know, Philadelphia, you can make the argument that they haven't really been tested in, in, in over two months, as opposed to Kansas City, where... Kansas City has been in more of those dogfights, and Kansas City has has had to, you know, kind of withstand a late push from from Jacksonville, and then they got all they could handle against Cincinnati. So, from that standpoint, even though I like Philly's roster a lot better, I do think it's interesting that you have a a very veteran laden I've been here before team in Kansas City that's been battle tested and a fairly inexperienced and, and I would say kind of cruise control team in Philadelphia. You have to remember too with Philly, a lot of their big key players do have some injuries, right? Like, yeah, Jalen Hurts has looked good, but I mean, you know better than anybody. All it takes is just a weird shot to your shoulder and then you're in trouble. And then let's not forget about the fact that Lane Johnson doesn't have a hip flexor. Yeah. Like it's completely torn off the bone. That's yeah. one of the worst injuries you can have. You've and been he's playing with it for Playing through it. And like people don't realize, like, as someone who had a strain on that, if you tear that off, you're never the same. So, not only is he never going to be the same after he gets the surgery, he's never the same right now because he's one of the best right tackles playing with basically a leg that doesn't work. So, how is that going to play a role when you got to go against Frank Clark or if Chris Jones comes your way on a stunt? So the injury aspect of it too is really intriguing because it hasn't popped up yet. It hasn't bit them yet, but you think it eventually has to, right? I mean, it did to the 49ers. Yeah. So, all right, well, we'll take a break. We're going to make an effort. We're uh, out to Josh Talentino of the Philadelphia Inquirer. If not, we'll come back and uh, we'll dig a little bit more into the Super Four, making a transition. We'll talk a little NBA, trade deadline, Blazer, Kyrie Irving, and LeBron James. All of that on an O-line edition of a Super Bowl edition of Primetime right here on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
find our uh, 10 fan poll question brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling. AAA Heating and Cooling, a family business helping families for over 60 years. AAAQ.com. Go to Twitter, at 10 the fan. Keep it nice and simple today. Who you got in the super big game? I don't know if we can say Super Bowl in our Twitter poll, so we'll have to say the super big game. You got Philly, you got Kansas City. Let me know what you think. Log on and vote. And as we say, vote hard. Yeah, you were asking me. We can say Super Bowl. You just can't use Super Bowl in any sort of promotion. Yeah, I was going to say because the last thing I need as a part-time guy is to come in here and start saying a bunch of things and get the station sued. No. I would like to avoid that if at all possible. No, you can say you can say whatever. You just you can't use it. Like everyone gets it, it, this isn't like the Michael Buffer thing where you can't say the catchphrase and that son of a gun like he will get you that's like, what i've heard like he's he doesn't mess around like he's got a, like a he's got like an army of people i think he's got like an algorithm computers or a computer somewhere that listens for people to use that in any form he will get you but this is more like like a, a, whoever whatever company is the official whatever of the nfl they pay a lot of money and so they like if you want to have a super uh, if you want to have a Super Bowl party, that's fine. But if you want to promote like as a radio station that you are going to have a football party watching that game, you can't use that in the title. So you have to say like, oh, you're it's a super big game oh. because someone out there, like someone out there, is the official party supplier of the of the the Super Bowl. Someone out there is the official beer of that. So you can't attach any of that. So it's all it's it's convoluted. But unless you're doing something specifically to pee in their face you're fine well i promise to the bosses i will do everything in my power to not get sued <laughs> i won't i won't promise that we won't get sued I, but i will try not to i did see that the the uh the super bowl halftime ads are sold out six to seven million bucks for 30 seconds and uh they are gone and no crypto this year I saw well, that that's because that's also gone <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when everyone goes bankrupt so i said the beers are back Beers are back in force. I guess, uh, so Anheuser-Busch, old Budweiser, they have, speaking of, they've been the only one to advertise. I think they said for the last two or three years, Mm -hmm. they have been the official beer and no one else can advertise. And I guess this year they said no to that. They're just, they're going to advertise, but they're not the the exclusive. Mm -hmm. So now we've got like every beer company known to man. So this, they said this last year was the year of crypto. There were four different crypto companies running multiple spots. This year, zero crypto. Uh, after the FTX debacle, like everyone pulled out of it. Everyone lost money. Everyone lost money, but they were still doing a couple legit crypto ones, or at least that are, that are around. And they were like, eh, we're not taking this heat. So all the crypto backed out. So you'll get your, you'll get your standard. They said Doritos and Frito-Lay, all that's going to be in there, but this will definitely be the year of beer commercials. So like Heineken's involved. Coors is making a push. Is Zima coming out again? I would think maybe like a Bartles and James, you know, that, uh, is that beer? It's a wine cooler, right? Is it? I don't know. I only know it from uh, you're, you're uh, the t- Lonely Islands. Yeah. Is that like a Boone's Farms? Because I don't even think I know Bartles and Is James. Is Four Loco coming out? Are, Are they you sponsoring? guys so young? You don't under. You're not familiar with the work of Bartles and James. So for wine coolers, I know Boone's Fair. Was it Boone's Ferry? Is that Mad what Dog Twenty Twenty. Mad, Mad Dog for sure. Um, I mean, I remember the Zimas and the Mike's Hard, but I don't really remember Bartles and James. Wow. I only know it from the Lonely Island song. That's what he brings to go hook up with the mom. Yes. And then Bartles and James. Boy, that makes me feel a thousand years old. Yeah, like growing up, those were like the, like for a lot of us, that was our first introduction to alcohol. Cause like when that was you, your first? Well, yeah, like when you're young, like no one, like, like beer is an acquired taste and, and hard liquor certainly is. Like <laughs> if you give like a 12 year old, like a, like a, a, just a straight shot of Jack yeah, it tastes like burning. Like it's no not one. Not gonna go well. No, and certainly beer for the most part, absolutely an, an acquired taste. But when you're young and like someone like hijacks some wine coolers from their dad's house, like isn't that everyone's? That's like where Zima comes in. Zima is for white women on diets and like <laughs> like middle school kids to 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 boost from their old man or mom, and you bring that to the party, and you're like, oh man, we're awesome, we're having alcohol. And it's only later that you realize that you're the worst kind of drunk ever because you're getting drunk on cranberry vodkas and Zimas. It's not very impressive. No one looks at you at the college party and is like, oh sweet, that guy brought the Mad Dogs. But no, that wasn't my first. My first was like champagne or something. 
Oh, there you go. You sneak it out like a wedding. Yeah. You know? Or maybe like your your dad's feeling a little uh, a little spry on a Christmas Eve sort of thing. Nah, champagne wasn't around in my my family. We're not we're not wine. We don't like wine drinkers. We don't like uh, the champagne. It was just like, oh, we're at a family wedding. You know, hey, me and the the cousin looking to get into some nefarious little rules, and maybe we poached one or two. <laughs> it sucked, and I spit it out, but I did have some champagne. It certainly is one of those things that. Uh, it's interesting because very few of us actually like it when you first try it. It's terrible. And yes. yet it is the definition of an acquired taste because then after a while, it's just, you love it. You, you love it. It's right at 20. That's when it hits. I'm telling you, cause I'm 25. So I know I just went through this. It's right at 20. All of a sudden Modelo tastes better. All of a sudden Jack Daniels tastes better. All of a sudden, uh, what's the fireball tastes horrible. Yeah. Fireball's terrible. I loved fireball when I was a younger kid, just cause it tasted like cinnamon, but well, younger kid, 20 year old college kid, but it's 20 years old. That's when it changes for you. That's when you start liking alcohol. I think that's, pretty close to being right i remember mm. really enjoying like the rum beverages until around that 20 age and then it all seemed too sweet and sugary like i liked bacardi and bacardi o oh, and bacardi yeah. limon when i was like in my late bacardi. teens but you, you could still hit me with a malibu and pineapple and if i want to go 12 year old girl a malibu and pineapple goes down just fine and that's fine for one but i, I i'm talking about like tying one on with like yeah. enough of that that the sugar is just way too much the next day yeah uh, it's mad dogs Mad Dog's right there for me. Some Orange Jubilee. Yeah, mine was because I, I took a break. Uh, like, in my after I got done with, with college, I actually tried, like, I did the church thing for like four or five years. I gave it my best shot. Didn't work out. Didn't work. You know, me and the Lord, we broke up and decided to go our separate ways. But people ask all the time, I'm like, no, for like that period of time, for the most part, like, I wasn't perfect, but I gave mm -hmm. that a good you tried. I gave it a good try and it didn't work. And I was never a beer guy. Uh, up until that point. And then when I came back, let's go like 28, 29, uh, when I decided that to, to be a godless heathen, that's when beer kind of got its hold on me. And I don't drink a lot of fancy beer, but, uh, boy, I, I'm, I go home and there's a, there's a Rainier or there's a Coors waiting for me. And I love it. Like simple dad beers, very drinkable. Mm -hmm. And that was not a thing for me in college. I was not a beer guy. I was a hard liquor guy and I still, I still prefer cocktails over beer, but mine was probably around 30 when I gained an appreciation for, uh, you know, for the champagne of beers, you know, for butt heavy, yeah, for a, for a, you know, for a high life or, uh, you know, mm -hmm. you know, from the land of sky blue waters. That's when it kind of got me. And I never got the, um, I, I can't do the IPAs and like, I live in Portland and you know, it's just like this amazing beer city and I just get shameful looks all the time. So I'll go to a place with 50 local beers on tap and I order a hams or I order a Rainier. I don't need, I don't need your IPA where it feels like I'm drinking pancake batter. I don't want something that's so black that I can't see through it. It's like Rop soul. I have no interest in it. You give me a nice dad, give me a nice dad drinkable beer on a hot summer day. We're, we're good. We're good. We'll go through 12 of those. Let's go. Here's that's where like, you got to go. And oh. I feel like that's like the next part of the progression, though, Will. You said like the 20 cutoff is like when the sweet stuff stops mm -hmm. like hitting right. Like for me, about 35 is when like those complicated IPA beers with all the stuff in them, like really started messing with my stomach. Not my level of drunkenness or whatever else, but like there's something about them. You will get older and those complex beers, they do not go down as easily. And so now it's like light beer, like Sook said, That's or right. wine or uh, or a little bit of that brown water. Little, little dad, little dad, dad beer, dad drinks. I was going to say, my dad, my dad actually gets hives now when he drinks the IPAs. He gets like a little sick. Um, I wouldn't know what that's like, at least not yet. But I'm telling you, what you got to do is just drink the pub beer then. Because then you can say, well, it's a local beer, right? Ten barrels Dumbo. around. And it's basically a dad beer because I'm right there with you. Like, I, I'm hanging out with the Blue Mountains most of the time. I got no shame. Like, that's the other one, too. When you're young, you can get shamed into a lot of stuff. You get shamed into, oh, like, yeah. you know, don't drink this, don't do that. You got to do this whole this manly thing. You get to a certain point in life, and you don't care. You're like, whatever. You can shame me all you want. Like, I, it's just, it's, I, I could care less. You see some like twenty eight year old that's like, oh, your man card. I'm like, all right, dude. That's that's <laughs> like sick. Yeah, the fact that you're using man card. Uh, good luck with that one. <laughs> have have fun. Have home driving home in your uh, your festiva there. It's great. I'm I'm good. I'm gonna go over here and drink what I want to drink. You'll get a margarita. What's up? There you go. Uh, we got to absolutely nothing that we were wanted to get to there. Um, but we will uh, we'll keep efforting 
our man uh, Josh out at the Philly Inquirer. But uh, when we come back, we'll turn uh, gears here a little bit. We'll shift on over and take a look at the NBA, take a look ahead to the trade deadline. Dave Deckard, also at 4 o'clock of Blazers Edge, will join us. So that, when we come back here, though, is Buck with Sports. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Lots of football talk this week, including today. Shifting gears here a little bit. Didn't want to touch upon the NBA. Lots of stuff happening with the trade deadline coming up on Thursday. Dave Deckard of Blazers Edge will join us in about 20 minutes or so. See what uh, is happening with your Portland Trail Blazers. Two stories, though, out of the NBA. One, we'll get to the Kyrie stuff. But the whole Ja Morant thing is fascinating to me. If you've missed this over the last uh, the last few days... So, John Morant, one of the best young players in the NBA. By the way, got a signature shoe coming out with Nike. Nike drops Kyrie Irving, and they only do so many signature shoes. Mm-hmm. So, Kyrie was a big seller for them. Like, Paul George has one, obviously, that uh, his is pretty popular. And they do this, like, where they hand them out to, like, the college teams and all that. And Kyrie's was pretty, was, was pretty popular out there. So, Kyrie's gone. They're bringing in John Morant, one of the best young players in the NBA. Memphis is a real contender. Sky's the limit, and it sure feels like John Morant is doing everything he can to try to screw that up, right? So John Morant, like, I like Ja. I think, you know, from the story of where he came from, small school, I love that he's got a little attitude, and even the Memphis Grizzlies kind of have like this, uh, it's like the old Detroit Pistons, right? They kind of beat you up a little bit. Dylan Brooks is is de-punching people. He's I, cheap. They're angry. They're I mad. Yeah, I don't mind a little edge. They've kind of embraced the whole Memphis. You know, Memphis is kind of a rough city. Let's be grimy together. Yeah, if you've ever, grind city, right? If you've ever been down to Memphis, look, there's some, I went to two bowl games in Memphis. There's an element down there. You can you can find yourself in some some stuff in, in Memphis. When your main attraction is the Bass Pro Pyramid, I kind of assume <laughs> you suck as a city. So I'm not shocked by hey, this. Hey, Beale Street's great. Like 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 that whole that they've got great barbecue, great history there. They can barbecue. That's yeah, for sure. sure they do. I'm gonna hang out with a laser pointer just in case. <laughs> but, but like John Morant, right? Like he's his dad is getting into it with Shannon Sharp. His dad is is at games jawing with people. John Morant's being sued because allegedly he beat up some underage kid in a pickup basketball game at his house. Right? He just he's kind of become like this this kind of like villain voice. And then there's this Indiana Pacers situation where. John Morant is getting into it with the Indiana Pacers, and then John Morant's like boys, like his his crew. Mm-hmm. Which let me just say for the record, I get you know you, you don't want to leave the kids behind that you grew up with, but go ask Zach Randolph if having the Hoop family around is a real positive <laughs> influence on your game. So John Morant's got like a group of uh, of guys. I thought it was originally it was reported it was his brother, and it turns out it was just one of his friends. It's like his best bud or yeah, something like that. Who is now who's now Bane. been banned. From from Memphis Grizzlies home games for a year, flat out been banned. Got into it with the Indiana Pacers, and they're like, "All right, we did an investigation in, and get you're gone." So you got now like your best guy, like your number one, your ride or die. He's now banned for a year, and again, we don't know exactly what happened, but the story is the Athletic had it. And something happened. The NBA came out and was like, well, we did some investigation. We know there's an incident, but we can't confirm. And what they can't confirm is allegedly that an SUV, a, quote, slow-moving SUV. (laughs) Well, they're never fast-moving. No, that's called creeping up on someone. A slow-moving SUV pointed a laser at the Indiana Pacers traveling party, including coaches and players. They now, pointed it in the bus. They were in the they bus. They were in the bus. Pointing it at people after they had spent 30 to 40 minutes trying to fight them earlier after the game waiting for Jaw. Now, the Indiana Pacers have come out and said that this was attached because lasers go one of two ways. Either <laughs> you're playing with a kitty, right? 
and you're, you're like, oh, it's, it's fun kitty time or it's attached to something. And when I think of, if I just got done having an argument with a crew of individuals and then a slow moving SUV rolls up, the window comes down and a red laser ends up on my chest. I think we all assume that that is attached to something and that, uh, that thing that it's attached to tends to go boom and leave giant gaping wounds, sucking chest wounds. So the Indiana Pacers are saying that this was attached to his gun. The John Moran and company say, no. Oh, by the way, John Moran was in the SUV with his guys. That's how they got him to leave and not fight the Indiana Pacers. Yes. And this is what the NBA said. The NBA, NBA security and league investigators conducted an investigation interviewing numerous eyewitnesses, reviewing video and surveillance following allegations made by the Indiana Pacers organization regarding a post-game incident on January 29th. The NBA said in a statement, while we have substantiated that a post-game situation arose that was confrontational, based on interviews and all the other evidence gathered, we cannot corroborate any individual threatened others with a weapon. I'm. Why would the Indiana Pacers, why are people on the Indiana Pacers being like, oh, I saw a gun? I tend to believe that if you have a laser pointed at people that you just got done beefing with and you're in a slow-moving, window-tinted SUV... I got to make the assumption, and maybe I'm wrong on this, that there is a gun involved. And holy God, if that's the case, someone needs to get to John Morant pronto. Like, what is, are we like in the 90s again? Or is this, are we like 1996 NBA? Is this what we're going down? One of the best young players in the NBA with max contract stardom, the world at his feet, signature shoe coming out, soon to be one of the faces of the NBA. And you're getting into beefs with the Indiana Pacers and Shannon Sharp, and now you're you're allegedly having one of your guys who's been banned from the arena for a year. Allegedly, now he's pointing he's pointing guns at people. What are you doing? It is a hilarious image, though, to think like they're like, "Hey, you know what'll be great to get these guys back? I have this laser pen in the car. Right? What if we just point it at them, and then maybe they'll get confused." Like there's no there's chance. no way there's no chance there he had something yeah like and and I get like the, it's probably very hard in any sort of this is I'm sure this is in the loading dock if anyone's been down like behind where you see the the, the Blazers where they leave where there's the player parking lot and they have the buses there mm -hmm. right you you don't have a ton of 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 high def surveillance cameras right so I'm assuming it's fairly difficult to to get images of someone from inside an SUV where the windows are tinted. But the fact that you say, yes, we know that there was an incident. Yes, we know there was a confrontation. Yes, we know that the SUV slowly rolled by. Windows went down. Threats were made. The only other op the logical explanation is what you're saying, is that someone was like, ha-ha, I got a laser pointer. I mean, we can put two and two together There's here. no... There's chance. there's no chance, there's right? No we chance. all know what happened. And the Indiana Pacers, by the way, they're the ones being like, yes, we saw it, but no one can back it up. And if that is the case, if I'm if I'm the Memphis Grizzlies owner, if I'm their general manager, and their general manager came out and spoke and was like, hey, we're aware of it, mm -hmm. we're, we're talking to Jaw, someone's got to pull him aside. Because this is one of those things where all these little incidents combined, it doesn't paint. John Moran is this horrible human being. Far for, from it. For all we know, he has no role to play in it. He might be in the in the car saying, hey, don't do that. He could be. But at the same time, when you keep... The, the, it's the smoke-fire thing. Yeah. Like, he keeps being involved in these little things, and none of them are particularly awful, although this one potentially could, could have been, been awful, right? Had someone actually had some 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 hard evidence of, of what happened. But, I mean, honestly, it's probably at that point it's a he said, he said thing. I mean, hey, did you uh did your guys point a gun at the Indiana Pacers? No. Oh, well, they said you did. Well, I didn't. Uh, can we look in your car? No. Oh, oh, problem solved. Hey, we didn't find anything. Nor do I think the NBA wants to find anything on that. I don't think if you're the NBA, you want one of your best young players um, involved in something like this. But you start putting all these things together, the posse hanging around, the, the dad being in arguments, being very chippy, you know, kind of having this this reputation, being sued for beating up a 17-year-old kid at a GD basketball game at your house, your boy now being banned from the arena, now this sort of allegation. This just doesn't end well for anybody. And, no. you know, it, it's just one of those things that 
if if you're not careful, the people that you think are around you that love you, the mm-hmm. people that you think uh, support you, they can be the very ones that drag you down into the sewer. Look at the Michael Vick situation. Yeah, they were the ones who got him into dogfighting. I mean, it was a common thing that happened in that area, but he went out and did it. And the thing about it is, it's your buddies who are going to do these things. It, they're not going to say, hey, a group of idiots did these things. They're going to say, Ja Morant's group of idiots did these yeah. things. And sometimes you kind of have to know when to get rid of them. <clears throat> Look at the Honey Badger. Yeah. Like, he completely changed his career. Yeah. He went from a guy who couldn't stay eligible because he was getting in trouble with drugs, he was fighting people, and he just got rid of all of the people around him that he grew up with. And I know that's super hard because you look at guys like LeBron. LeBron made what is it, Rich Paul and Maverick Carter? He made them two of the most wealthy individuals in the country, and all these other players want to do that for their friends, but there comes a point where you have to say, hey, you guys are getting me in trouble. Hey, Dad, shut up. Well, and the Stop big trying thing, to fight Shannon Sharp. Yeah. Like the, What you mentioned with those two guys, the big thing with LeBron, I think, is he's like, well, what are you guys doing for me? And yeah. those guys continued to be of value to him. They weren't just people dragging him down. They were people that lifted him up. And so if John wants to say, look, people like LeBron can have people, that might be true, but those people do stuff to help elevate him, not bring him down. And, and and I think far too many people think, oh, yeah, I can have my, my boys around, and they'll be helping me. This isn't helping you. One of the hardest things to do is to leave the past behind. It's it's hard for, for guys. Look, and, and I'm not trying to make, like, broad, sweeping generalizations here, but, look, let's, let's just call it what it is. A lot. I would say the vast majority of, of professional athletes, especially in the NBA, Look, they don't come from from means, right? Like it, it's just it's it's not. You look at the NFL, you look at the NBA, especially um, where you're dealing with you know seventy five plus percent predominantly African American. They don't come from the greatest neighborhoods in the world. And for a lot of those kids, I get it. Those are the people that you grew up with, and it's really hard to sometimes leave that behind. But this, I I, I wish someone could get through to people at times and be like, I understand this. This culture of no one's going to get over on us, right? It's this this manly, you know, I'm tougher than you. We don't back down. We don't look like bitches here. This is how we do it. You won. You made it out of it. You don't. Ha- you're not living in those neighborhoods anymore. You're living in million dollar mansions. You're going to the best restaurants. You have escaped that. You have you have created exit velocity. You've gotten beyond that. And it's just it's a shame when people can't realize that and you find yourself backsliding into that. The, the one that I think about is, is Zach Randolph. Like mm-hmm. I covered Zach Randolph here for years or Darius Miles. And some of the I mean, Zach Randolph's brother is is doing time in prison for murder. You know, I'm like I, I remember being down in, in the in the uh the the tunnel after a blazer game and, and seeing a gun fall out. Guy bent over to tie his shoes and you're like, oh well, uh that's Please pick that up. Yeah, that's good. And like you're just in the hallway with like friends and families and like media members, and you're like, um, yeah, I remember it was, uh, it was uh, Big Rob, who was one of Big Rob was one of the, who was one of the family members. And yeah, text line security. Yeah, text line bringing up uh, Aaron Hernandez too. He he could not shake the the dudes from his hometown uh, yeah. when, when he was with the Patriots. He refused to stop hanging out with them. I'm not saying Jaws people end up like that, but Aaron Hernandez's boys they shot at some people, yeah. and 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 that was a part of his downfall and demise. And I just you know it's 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 tough. You know it's it's really really hard, and all the the stuff that Zach was involved with. You know, like hey, you know when Quintel Woods was dogfighting, wink, he was the only one implicated. Right. That was he was doing it by himself. He was doing it by himself. No one else. No one. Zach. Zach. Yeah. No one else. Like that dude escaped that by the hair of his chinny chin chin. There were so many things that could have derailed Zach Randolph's life, and it didn't. Then supposedly when Zach went to Memphis, he kind of got it together. So you almost and, wonder if he could say something to Jaw, who's in Memphis now. He just he's a legend there. He's got his number retired. Maybe maybe Zach needs to get in Jaw's ear. It's just something to keep an eye on because I was I was reading about that and you kind of go through and and I want to root for Jaw Morant. I think I think he is fun and I mm-hmm. I do not mind the villain stuff. I really don't. I don't mind what they've created down in Memphis, the bully culture and all that. I I think it's good. Sometimes villains are fun to root for. In, in in the world of sports, but boy, when I read that Pacer thing, my blood ran ran cold, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Because those are the sort of situations, wrong place, wrong time. You have some idiot, and something happens, and a gun goes off, and thanks for coming. Hey, by the way, your life's just over. Why? Because you were beefing with the Indiana Pacers, the Pacers. 
They're not even good. No, if you're going to beef with somebody, like beef with the Celtics or something, right? If it was in Boston, it would have been fine. It's because it's in Indiana that we have a problem with beef it. Beef with maybe, Milwaukee. Maybe you don't not. Beef with the Pacers. It's like beating up a kid in a wheelchair. They're trying to be bad. Well, stop well, it. Well, he well, did beat up a 17 year old. That's true. Hey? He likes to be a bully. Alleged. Allegedly, 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 whoop some high school kids' ass. The kid for, fell down the stairs. For, for, yeah, at Joss' house. Like after the game, he was running his mouth a little bit. And he fell. He ran into a door and fell down some stairs. This idea that like you're beefing on a basketball court and talking in the arena, yeah. and then it, and then it, it would need to take like the ten degree escalation up to here that to involve a gun and a laser. It's like, good lord, well, like, Can we're, we're, not let the beef get that far, please. What was it uh, Gilbert Arenas and uh, was it uh, Crittenden? Right, Javaris Crittenden. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Got into a beef at practice, went in there, and started jawing at one another. And and, and uh, Javaris was like, was, said basically, I'm going to shoot you. And Gilbert was like, oh, yeah? And Jarvis was like, yeah, here, you can have one of my guns. And produced like two guns from his locker. And Gilbert Arenas was like, don't need one. Got my own. Pulls a gun out of his locker room. We had two NBA players pointing guns at each other in an NBA locker room. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. <laughs> By the way, I think Crittenden's in prison now. He is. He, yeah, I think he killed someone, right? It's a shocker. Or he was involved in a... uh, He's involved in something. I believe murder is around that. So hmm. I don't think Agent Zero is. I think Agent Zero is just sitting on his pile of money. But I, I think uh, Javaris, I think he's doing some serious time. It's just whew, it's just spooky when you when you think about that. And imagine just being... You're sitting in NBA. You're Miles Turner or whatever. You just got done John with John Morant's dad. And then you're on the bus and you're like, um... Is someone pointing a, a a gun at me? Is that a like? Is the predator now targeting me? Like I can imagine that that's probably not a great feeling. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's doing twenty three years in prison for voluntary manslaughter and aggravated assault. Why is it voluntary? Did he like raise his hand to go well, do it? I think that like it's I, well, when there's it, when involuntary it's, manslaughter and there's so like I think, involuntary means he didn't mean to my guess is he got in a fight and yes. he was trying to produce harm to this person but didn't and, mean, but and did, maybe didn't try to kill him yes. but did yeah oh like if you like you tried to shoot like, him in the leg or you or, or like you or you <laughs> he thought or, he was or like you old beat someone he's gonna shoot him in the foot yeah, or, or you beat someone you punch him and their head hits the ground yeah. like you were trying to, oh. you were trying to hit him but you weren't trying to kill Whereas him that involuntary kind of thing. manslaughter oh. i'm guessing would be like if you just hit like you you got sideswiped someone with their car and like it right, was right. negligence and you're like well i didn't mean to i didn't mean to hit him nor did i mean to kill him gotcha but okay either, either way uh congratulations and uh boy if you're memphis your whole future is tied to a guy that has had some problematic things and I don't care what the NBA finds. I promise you Memphis is having some high-level meetings right to him. And Nike and everyone else telling him, hey, man, you have the world at your fingertips. Do not screw this one up. All right, we'll shift gears a little bit and talk about on-the-court stuff. Actually, it's kind of off-the-court stuff, too, but more positive on-the-court stuff as a uh, trade came down that shook up the NBA. That when we come back. Primetime here on The Fan. John Morant off-court to Kyrie Irving on and off-court. Uh, Kyrie Irving made the trade demand uh, last week saying that uh, he would not be back with the Brooklyn Nets in the offseason unrestricted free agent. So deal him. And um, a bunch of teams came calling. It sounds like uh, the Athletic has a bunch of this. But L.A. was interested. Phoenix was interested. Um, Dallas ended up getting him. So a handful of teams interested in the Kyrie Irving sweepstakes. And so you look at uh, what Finney Smith went over, uh, Dinwiddie, Couple uh, of a one and a couple twos. The one is unprotected, but it's not until like it's like seven years from now, or six years from now. Yeah, the player would be a seventh grader right now, a seventh grader. And look, it's interesting that for a guy like Kyrie Irving, who at one point, yeah, you know, I mean, well, at one point, right now, Kyrie Irving's one of the best players in the NBA. Kyrie Irving, point guard. Yeah, Kyrie Irving's having one of the best seasons in the NBA right now. Leading fourth quarter scorer. Brooklyn has been good this year. Brooklyn won 20 in a row at one point. He's been holding it together without Kevin Durant. But it goes to show you that two, you know, solid, solid starters, a pick that won't mean anything for seven years, and then a couple twos, that's what it took to get a player like Kyrie Irving. But it just goes to show you how devalued. Kyrie Irving is. And then you look at like James Harden who went basically for Ben Simmons. Has there ever been a team that got less for two Hall of Fame players than Brooklyn got for James Harden? They got Ben Simmons who is back to refusing to score. He's averaging seven points a game. And you got not a whole lot 
for for Kyrie Irving, who is a NBA champion, who is a true superstar, that is going to be a Hall of Famer. That's what Brooklyn got back in return. Well, the best deal was with the Lakers, but the owner refused to send <laughs> Kyrie to the Lakers because he knew that's where Kyrie wanted to go. I love that, by the way. I'm not going to help you. The fact that the Nets owner just flat out said, I'm not sending you to L.A. because that's where you want to be. Oh, and the Clippers were the other team. Like, you're not going to go play with LeBron. You're not going to the Clippers. You're not going to L.A. Screw you. I appreciate that sort of uh, of pettiness. pettiness. And look, none of these deals were fantastic. I mean, this is the definition of of getting pennies on the dollar. You look at at the time when you assembled James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant, who would have thought that that would have brought you one playoff series win? This is why I said maybe this this idea of the super team super team is is finally dying in the NBA. Putting those three guys together, you know, Kevin Durant arguably at the time the best player in the NBA, James Harden, a bona fide MVP guy, and Kyrie Irving, an NBA champion, and absolutely a superstar, and it netted you one playoff win. I don't know if there's ever been a super team assembled that did less, and yet here we are. And now, if you're Brooklyn, you're left sitting around being like. What the hell do we do? I guess Brooklyn now is trying to turn this into more of a three-team deal. Like It sounds like Dallas wants this done, stat, because it's not official, because they want Kyrie Irving to play on Wednesday. I believe that the league has approved the trade now. I, they, I, I, so they, so it is I, I think within the last hour or two, they, they have approved it. Yeah, because I guess Brooklyn was trying to rope in a third team like Toronto. They were going after either uh, Siakam or uh, OG or uh, Van Fleet was the yep. other one. They were trying to turn this into. I'm guessing if you're Brooklyn, you're just trying to do everything you can now to not have Kevin Durant demand out next. Because if that case, if that's the case, then you're Oklahoma City. You blow the whole thing up and you just you start from scratch. Well, and he's already demanded out. But the thing about Kyrie, I I think it's a perfect situation for Dallas because if he keeps being, you know, this guy who's being a team cancer, he's killing any of the momentum that you have building. Well, he's gone in five months. But if he is able to get his act together and starts acting like he did back when he was in Cleveland or, you know, at the beginning of Brooklyn, beginning of Boston, I think that you have a pretty good shot at at least making some deep playoff runs at minimum. Well, you're not going to play any offense. I mean, this is far from any sort of slam dunk for Dallas. I I love the fact that Dallas has taken a swing for it. Exactly. But you have two of the more ball-dominant players, two people that don't particularly like to defer and don't play a lot of defense. But... It's going to be entertaining. They can score the hell out of the basketball. So, I, I mean, if you're Dallas, I appreciate that you – that's the one thing you say about Dallas. You know, they have always swung big. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't always work out, but Dallas takes swings. And they're sitting there saying, hey, we've got a guy, one of the best players in the NBA, and we need to pair him with another true star. And, you know, stars like this without baggage don't really become available. I mean, you look at – you know whether you think Kyrie Irving is is I think Damian Lillard has long surpassed Kyrie, but you know the idea that for a while there there was that debate, right? Who's Ky- number two in who, the league? Yeah, is it Kyrie? Is it Dame's? Like Steph's one, you know who's there? It's like is it Chris Paul? Is it Dame? Is it Kyrie? You're in that conversation. I think Dame has lapped him, but you know at one point that's what you were talking about. And imagine a player of that caliber going for Finney Smith, Dinwiddie. A seven a seven year down the road one and a couple of twos. Imagine that being the compensation. Like, if you're Dallas and this doesn't work out, you didn't really lose that much. But I always find Kyrie Irving to be the Kyrie Irving to me is the stripper girlfriend of the NBA. He's he's the toxic college girlfriend, dude. He is he's smoking hot. Your friends get jealous for a brief moment. You parade her around, right? And she's a lot of fun. And for and, and maybe you can hold on to it for a six months or a year and you convince yourself, oh yeah, yeah, she's just doing it to pay her way through medical school. Oh yeah, she's just yeah, she's she doesn't like any of those guys. No, 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 she doesn't flirt with it. She flirts with people because it's her job. And then somewhere around a year, year and a half into this. No, it, she's really into me. No, she she's really into me. Yeah. She's really into me. And they then always are. until it, he loses his dress. It blows up in your face. Everywhere he's been, right? There is, and, and now he got the title in Cleveland. I mean, he is an NBA champion. And by the he way, is. he did not write any coattails for that. They don't win that title without Kyrie. He was phenomenal. They down, probably would have won the one before, the year before with him. Down that stretch. Kyrie, you know, that, that dude is is legit. But he is, that's why I said, for a while, that stripper is really fun to go out with. She's, she's a lot of fun, which is why everyone wants to date one. Until you met someone that has dated three or four of them, and you're like, dude, you don't want to do that. And yet, there's LeBron. LeBron's out there, you know, woe is me. LeBron's out there tweeting, hey, maybe it's me. 
is LeBron wanted him. LeBron wanted to be back together with his stripper girlfriend because he can't find anyone else. But, you know, it's this this will be a very interesting thing to see where Kyrie Irving goes from here because there were still there were still suitors, but everywhere that guy has gone, he has burned the hand that feeds him. Mm-hmm. And you wonder if, if this is the last opportunity, if this is the last stop for him before someone just says, you know what, this this isn't worth it. With his skill level, I don't think it will be. And NBA players, probably other than Kevin Durant now, love playing with him. They all say that skill-wise, he's one of the best in the NBA, if not the best. But that's why I say it's the perfect situation for the Mavs. Because sometimes when it's your you know last quarter of college it's cool to date the stripper girlfriend because you know worst case scenario you're out of there in five months and you can just blame distance you're like hey i'm out there's nothing i can do sorry i've got a job over here you've got a job over there worst case scenario is you end up making payments for 18 years just saying that's the worst case or you end up with something itchy that you can't get rid of so we'll see what happens i've been there All right, we come back. We'll talk some more NBA trade deadline stuff and how it relates to your Portland Trail Blazers. Blazers Edge Dave Decker joins us next. You got primetime right here, 10 to the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.